Last time on Dice Funk. We are just leaving town for a little bit. We have important business, and we will uh, return shortly. Thank you. Enjoy yourselves out there, he says. Sure isn't very dangerous at all. What exactly is out there? I don't place much stock in rumors, he says. All right. As soon as you guys get out the door, it shuts and you hear three locks bolt behind you and a guard laugh. And as you look up, you see four gray figures. What strikes you as really odd about uh, two of the figures is that they are missing arms. Um, Anne is going to raise up her teddy bear and she's going to channel divinity through it basically it incinerates the light comes on and you just see like it's it's flesh sort of peel away i'm all out of everything now guys i'm out of spells i'm out of warding flare and i'm out of uh channel divinity <laughs> like you get a you get a good rotten smell as that hand comes like really close to your face you you wind up you come in overhand and his head just comes right off of his neck all right, uh, so that's the end of that round, which means, Jess, it's your turn, and you are no longer paralyzed. We do have to start the actual podcast. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. Oh, you missed all this gold? What? No, 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 no. We're recording all of this. This is gonna. This is before the intro shenanigans. Oh, okay. So get out. Get the. Get the hell out. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how much of this is usable. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Should we introduce ourselves? Like, yeah. Our, let's like get normal? better at this. Yeah. All right. So, hi. I- I'm Leon, and I play uh, Ronaldo, a human fighter. I'm Jess, and I play Jane, the human druid who apparently can shapeshift into ripping people's arms off. I'm Austin Yorski. I play Anne, the halfling cleric. I'm Johnny Maloney. I am the DDM. What's the other D stand for? I don't know. We had a little bit of a debate as to the status of my inebriation at this point in time. <laughs> so, <laughs> the drunk dungeon master. Got it. Got it. The drunk, yeah. the drunk, angry dungeon master. Okay. Uh, basically, like you know, your dad only, you know, goblins instead of the belt. <laughs> Dark. Um, just, just, just to clarify. Uh, all right, I can't remember the two two that are still standing. Are have any of them taken any damage? Johnny. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wh- which one? Uh, both of them have taken small amounts of damage thanks oh, to okay. the radiant light oh, okay. that uh, that Austin cast all last right. time. You're all welcome. Right. Yeah. Although um, neither neither one of them neither one of them took the full brunt damage they both resisted so okay let's crush these guys <laughs> I'm gonna cut it right from the intros to let's crush these guys so we um we ended off at the beginning of a new round um and just so everybody's aware um initiative for the combat um with everybody still in it currently is as follows Jess enemy enemy Leon Austin. Uh, so Jess, it's your turn. Oh sh- <clears throat> shit! Okay, so that one guy's still on me, right? On my haunches. Yeah, the guy who paralyzed you. Yes, is the answer. <laughs> I'm gonna rip his arm off again. <laughs> all, all right. Is that your catchphrase? Yes, yes, it is. Until I can wild shape into something else, it's literally gonna be my catchphrase. And then it will probably be like I'll swim at him to death. I don't know. Okay. Um, a roll to attack. 23. 
23 is a hit, so go ahead and roll for damage. 23 nearly hits a Tarask. <laughs> That's great. Not not a Tarask, Austin. The, the Tarask. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, damage is 2d6 plus 3. 10. Alright. Sure. Um, so you... Um, you take a big chunk, um, or you take a huge bite at the arm, you get some shoulder in there, and you try and kind of, like, pull it away, and you hear a pop, as if you've done something to the joint, but, but that arm ain't going anywhere. It's, it's sticking in there. Direwolves. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Okay, for the record, I'm not swallowing flesh. <laughs> I believe we established last yeah. episode that this meat is bad news. Yeah, yeah. so... Not for eating. Not for not eating. Not for eating. Um, okay, so, but, like, is it... Like, have I visibly damaged him at all besides, oh, like, ripping oh, yes. him out? Yeah, absolutely. You can you can see thing, something that maybe would be blood, kind of, like, gouting out of uh, the part of the torso that you dig your teeth into. Okay. And it's it's clear that you've done a little bit of damage to the bone underneath as well. Okay. Um, while gnawing on him, though, he goes to attack you. Okay, so 14, um, that's a hit with bonuses. Okay. Um. Boni, I believe, is the plural. Oh, my God. Boni. <laughs> is it the pro- wait, is that also for bone? I'm not sure. Oh. Okay, so um, he does nine damage to you. Okay. Which, if I'm, if I'm correct, puts your hit points down to 20. That's correct. Twice everybody else's. Uh, you need to roll a constitution save uh, against ten. Oh no, the haunches. Um, so while he while you're gnawing on his shoulder, he basically takes his other hand and, and kind of jams his claws up into your throat. Okay, there's my... That's a save. You're, um, you are not paralyzed. Oh, thank God, because I would have been so angry. Uh-huh. Um, the second enemy, um, still a little pissed off at you, Austin... Um, for... And goes, did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, still a little pissed off at you, uh, for, um, uh, that radiant light that you blew up in his buddy's face, goes to attack you, and, uh, misses. (laughs) Pretty miserably, actually. How effective. Yeah, yeah, it looks more like interpretive dance than it does an actual attack. And claps sarcastically. <laughs> uh, Leon, your turn. Wait, wait. The the one that's like got his arm bit. It does it look like it's almost dead? Or uh, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> you get the impression that he's a little closer to death than he is his birth. Okay. But that might be the desiccated flesh that's kind of like dropping off his face. All right. I just I just always feel like. Um... When, when I'm playing like a, a compu- computer RPG, that you always go after one at a time and like rip them up, and then go after the next one. Otherwise, it never mind. Anyway, but anyways, I'm I'm gonna try to kill this guy who's maybe right, gonna. So maybe you, gonna can, die. you can basically say that you want to target the one who looks like he's in more trouble than the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's the all plan. right. All right. Okay. Um, all right. I swing my uh, morning stars, and I want to mention that when Ronaldo swings his morning stars, even though they probably already make a whoosh sound, he does the sound effect too. <laughs> he, he, he just can't help himself. I just, just for the just for the record here, okay, just because the DM would love to know, can you give yeah. me an example of the whooshing sound he makes? 
Okay, all right. There you go. <laughs> that sounded Thank about you. as stupid as I expected. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm not going to keep it doing it. It wouldn't have worked if it would have sounded awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, I'm rolling. I, I, I'm looking up, up in the chat, and apparently this is the roll I make. 1d20 plus 4, which is just miserable. Um, That's a miss. Yeah, it looks like it. All right, I do get a second but one. But it now. looks you managed to make it look really stylish. Yeah. You you miss in a way that other people are like, ooh. I so long as it's threatening, I guess. Alright, I, I guess this is my second uh attempt. Yeah. And that is a hit. Cool. Alright. Ooh yeah. Not the best, but that's that's three. Yeah. Not only is that not the best, it's literally the worst we could have done. <laughs> yeah, I get a modifier, so it's not like it was exactly one. It's just it just looks like one. Um. Well, and you do make contact, but you're not sure whether or not it's like with his pants or like his his leg. You're you know, there's a bit of resistance when it when when your blow strikes, but you're kind of like you're sort of wondering to yourself, was he just wearing really baggy clothes? Well, Ronaldo is impressed with himself enough, so I guess that's my turn. On the subject of picking targets, the reason you wanna you wanna kill people like gang up on weak guys is because that reduces their ability to output damage. Right. That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't find the find the words. But yeah, that's what I do with in like Final Fantasy games. So speaking of people with less standing, um, it's the halfling's turn. Fuck, that's racist to <laughs> shit. That was oh. that was a great great segue. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, I have I have a slobbering undead up in my grill. So I think Anne is actually going to first. She goes to summon uh, some more magic, recognizes that she's out of spells, uh, goes to do another radiance to the dawn, realizes she's out of that, uh, dips down into all her cleric features, realizes they're all gone. I'm just I'm imagining that she's like feeling around in her pockets at this point in time, <laughs> like like looking for spare change that she was pretty sure she left the house with this morning. There's got to be something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Anne is feisty when she's backed by the glory of Avondra, but she is panicking now because she is all out of magic. She is just a tiny halfling with a stick. So she's actually going to use her action to disengage from the enemy attacking her, and she is going to use all of her movement to run away in the opposite direction as fast as humanly possible or halflingly possible. Bye, bitches. <laughs> and <Wait>. out. <laughs> Does, does she say bye, bitches, or is that you saying bye, bitches? Um, I feel like that needs to be clarified. She says it in halfling. Okay. All right, so I'll just, just well. You don't speak halfling. Yeah, so Ronaldo doesn't, doesn't understand, but gets, the, but gets the gist of what's going on. For all you know, she said, like, I'll be right back, but it was definitely bye, bitches. Okay, fine. That's fair. Um, all right. So, yeah, um, Austin is disengaged. All and right. that puts us to the next round, uh, where it is just turned uh, again. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, fucking... You know, we had the numbers <laughs> a second ago. So, literally, Anne just decided to go fuck off. Guys, I, I wouldn't feel true to the character if I didn't reveal my secret cowardice once my magic was expended. That's okay. All right. We're, we're, we so got this. I'm going to... Uh, Again, uh, snarl and beat the shit out of this thing by ripping off whatever limb I can. All right, this would be the one that's attacking you? Yeah. All right, roll to attack. All right, um, that is a hit. Yay! Roll for damage. Thirteen. 
13. Okay. So after he digs his claws into you, um, you realize that you're, like, into your throat, you realize that you're a pretty much prime biting distance for his face. So you just get the end of your snout, like, kind of just barely um, around the bottom of his jaw, and then twist. And it's not as though his whole head comes off, but his lower jaw and a decent portion of his neck comes away in your teeth. The rest of the head, having been ripped of a little bit of the muscle out in the front, sort of like lolls backwards a little bit, and his eyes just kind of like stare blankly up into the sky as he keels over and hits the ground dead. Comedy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, and it's his turn. Um, and, uh, Anne, having just, like, run away like crazy, uh... <laughs> having fucked off in the halfling having, tradition. Yeah, yeah, having, having fucked off rather enthusiastically, <laughs> um, decides to uh, turn, uh, his attention back to Jess. Awesome. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna wager that that's a miss. So he kind of threateningly stumbles in your direction but doesn't really make any moves that look um, full of intent. Oh, good. Okay. You're sort of like, did was did he attack? Or is like, is he just, what, what is he doing? A lot of your misdescriptions <laughs> seem more like confusion than failed strikes. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a one, so. Like, all, yeah, your, all, your, all your enemies are slightly drunk. Uh, well, you know, there have been times where people have missed just barely. And That's I've, true. I've I've uh, I've I've made that known, but yeah, rolling rolling that, that's like, you know, like for a second there he I don't know he got a show tune stuck in his head and he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good song. That's he heard he heard this week's episode of Word Funk and he was like, <laughs> oh well I never did you ever. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I heard that. That was uh, that was something. I'm not sure what it was, but it was definitely something. You just want to be happy that I didn't get to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's all I'm saying. Great. Now this, these are all in the same canon now. Good job. <laughs> Great. Uh... Well, they both have f- funk in the name, so yeah. technically... It's a franchise. <laughs> um, so, alright, here's what I want to do. And tell me if I need to, like, roll extra for this. I want to throw my hat up into the air and then do my attacks and see if I can get the hat to land on me after, right, immediately after I kill this guy. Um, yeah, okay, all right. Um, I need you to roll a, roll a dexterity check. Yeah! All right, you throw your hat in the air. I don't think you're going to solo this dude in one round, but I mean... Look, 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 I got to go for it. Oh my god! That's a hit. <laughs> that is a big hit. That's like impossibly big. All right, so there's that, and here is my uh, damage. Okay, five damage. All right, so um, your first morning star connects with a very, very sounding thud against his torso, just sort of in the short ribs. You get a really satisfying, like, small echo around the glade. All right. Okay, second morning star. Let's do this. That's uh, sorry. That's a twelve. Okay, that is a hit then. All right, let me smash this guy one more time. 
All right. So uh, for your second strike, uh, you come up, uh, you hit him low with the first one, and his body kind of like hunches over in response to the force. And the second one comes up at head height. And you just like, you only catch him by the cheek. Like you only just barely hit him, but you hit him with some pretty good force. It knocks his head like sideways. He gets a real whiplash from that uh, from that blow there. You You hurt him nice and good. And some teeth. Some very, very, very badly kept-looking teeth kind of dribble out of his mouth and land on the ground. That's great. But what I really want to know is, did my hat land on my head? Um, the hat lands on his head. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> now he's rest of his shit. <laughs> I want my hat back. <laughs> In fact, I say that. Okay, so... Man, I rolled really high, too. I guess I had to hit a 20 instead of an 18 on that to, for that to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, normally I'm not supposed to show behind the curtain, but, but I set I set that difficulty check at a 20. Okay. okay All right. Um, so, Jess, beginning yeah. of a new round. Or, Austin, uh, do you want to do something while you're running away? Um. Well, since there's only one left and I'm now at range, I think she has enough courage to drop a, a sacred flame cantrip just, uh, just as she's a... Uh, before she runs more. So if he can save against 12. All right. Ooh, does not do it. All right. So then uh, he's going to take four radiant. All right. And then she uses the rest of her move to continue to fuck off. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so Leon, <laughs> just as, as the, you know, the smash comes across his head, he looks back to you, the hat lands and you go, I want my hat back. Suddenly, it just, like, the, the thing in front of you bursts into flames. <laughs> oh my god, my hat! <laughs> and it, it, it stumbles forward a little bit, as if, you know, like, it's, it's not quite sure what's going on, and kind of keels over forward, hat still on the head, into the dirt, getting your hat a little sooty and a little dirty. I like the idea of a monster bursting into flames in front of Ronaldo and his only response being, Not my hat! <laughs> Listeners! Fan art! Do it! Can I grab my hat? Is it my turn? Uh, yeah, you, you, you nick the hat very deftly off the top of the smoldering corpse. Is combat over? Combat's over. We crushed it. I say meant to do that. It blinded him. And then I put my hat back on my head. And continues to run. <laughs> And I say, and come back. We won. Ah! <laughs> All right, I got no, no, this. No, wait, wait. I don't say we won. I say I won. I got this. I'm gonna push Ronaldo over as I shoulder my way through him to go get Anne. She has her hands up above her head, and she's like, "She ever seen Robin Hood men in tights?" Yes. What's your speed? Because I think I could totally outrun you. You got little legs. Halflings have uh, lower speed than normal. Um, player characters, 25, I believe, instead of 30. And you have 50 as a direwolf. So not only do you catch her, but you don't even have to try. Yeah, so I'm basically gonna grab, I'm gonna spit out. Do you guys be in to hear a low rumble? Fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> Alright, so this is what I'm gonna do. Alright, so I'm going to ignore the rumble because right now my priority is making sure that Anne is not going to die. So I'm going to spit out whatever dead parts are in my body. Um, like, in my teeth, and I'm gonna run, go grab her with my mouth, and bring her back. It's important to me that everyone recognize that, fuck this rumble. 
All right. Oh, um, um, well, wait, uh, can, can I say something real quick? While uh, uh, the, the wolf is doing that, um, can I rummage through the... the Aren't these the same guys you already tried to pickpocket? Look, maybe they have new shit. I look through their stuff for anything useful. Really? You find stickiness. Okay, I leave the stickiness. A really, a really fetid, unpleasant-smelling stickiness that is now all over your hands. Well, I deal with it. You smell terrible, Ronaldo. <laughs> Look, I don't care at this point. We're also I mean, it's already not like covered any, in blood. It's not like any, yeah, we're, we, we were like stained with blood, and it's not like any of us showered anyway, so I assume. No, that. no, but I mean, you, you smell particularly bad now. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I accept that. The low rumble is getting louder, and it sounds like it's getting closer, but you're not sure where it's coming from. Um, let's... I'd say run, but we don't know which direction. Um, I asked them, can any of you tell where that rumbling is coming from? I actually say that out loud, really loud, so they all hear me. Like, maybe that some of them have better perception than I do. Am I back with them? Like, is Anne back with us and... I don't know. Anne hasn't reacted yet to the fact that a giant frightening wolf is chasing her in a dark countryside forest. And there's rumbling. I just assume because she she really likes Jane Wolf. Or I guess are we calling it the the Flaffy Wolf? She so when she gets picked up, she's just like wee. All right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. She, uh. Anne has no intention of participating in any decisions concerning this rumble. So it's up to you guys. You can't. And also, you can't talk. No, I know. I'm going to put her down in front of me and basically nuzzle her so she just doesn't freak the hell out. Oh. Austin, do you wanna do you wanna roll to boot the snout? Oh, I'm booping the snoot. <laughs> booping the snoot. Does that what's the is that D twenty? <laughs> yep, that's a that's a dex. Oh, okay, my dex bonus is two, so eh, a nine. Eh. Not my best snoot boop. No, no, I'm gonna say that that you you kind of like you go to boop the snout, boop the snoot, and you kind of get a finger in the nostril. Oops. And you're like, so you're like, oh, you're on the snoot, but then you pull it back, and there's like dire wolf boogers. That's <laughs> really the show. funny. The show is gonna kill me. All right, do do we know which direction? Because uh, no one's addressed this. What direction is the rumbling coming from? I'm going to, I know I can't talk, but can I at least perk up and see if I can use my perception to discern where it's coming from as a dire wolf? Yeah, wouldn't wolves have, like, better hearing? So what's my advantage? Because I really have, uh... You can't smell a rumble. You have advantage on checks relating to smell, but not hearing. Oh, that's lame. Okay, so it's just plus three. Okay. Um, I'm going to attempt... Nope, not God... Not damn thing. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> okay, can I can I find out where this is coming from? Yeah, make a perception check. Yeah, hell yeah. I percept the All shit right. out of things. Good job. All right, you should say the number for listening. It, it, it's nineteen, everyone listening. And a natural nineteen. Yeah, because there's a difference between a modified nineteen and a natural. All right. Um, okay, Leon, um, you're quite confident that that rumble is coming from underneath you. Let, ah, Jesus Christ. I say, let's all run away. Anne had the right idea. Let's keep going very far away right now. Like down the road to wherever we're going. I sure hope there aren't any evil quarries around here. Jesus Christ. I literally 
go like the you know how animals kind of like do that thing with their head where they want you to go somewhere and you're not gonna go there like I basically signal get the hell on my back because I'm faster than the two of you can I can I get on the wolf I mean how big is this wolf it's dire if I can fit on the wolf I'll get on the wolf Actually, uh, a dire wolf is going to be medium. Uh, no, it's large, so you can ride it. Mounts have to be one size larger than their riders, and uh, humans are medium. Dire wolves are large, and I am I'm small. Ca- I'm carrying a lot of equipment, but so long as it's okay with Johnny, I'll I'll do it. Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, I have an enhanced strength as a wolf anyway. Oh yeah. I got plus three to strength, so. All right, let's dire wolf out of here. Uh, and and clambers up the haunches, uh, up onto like near the tail, and is facing the wrong way to ride it. I'm doing the right way, and she's she she's trying to play the tail as we run. <laughs> okay, while while you guys are you know clamoring to get on this wolf, um, you see the soil begin to shake and part. You know, maybe about ten feet away from you. Um, and these stone, thick stone nubs, about five of them, um, start making themselves more predominantly visible. And flips off the nubs. <laughs> okay, those are obviously fingers. Let's get out of here now. <laughs> the double bird. Okay, is everybody on top of me? Like, Looks like it, I guess. Please no one take that out of context. <sighs> God damn Just it. stop. Don't be... All right, so I would have said it if you said it too. The Leon. nubs, the nubs, uh, the nubs very visibly grasp the top cliff of the soil, and you see another area of dirt begin to give way to uh, to stone coming up from underneath. How just, fast just can say we, we get run. Away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, um, so as you as you run away, um, the the rumbling sound does get fainter. So you you guys are making it away from it, but uh, at a one last glance before you come out of visible range of the glade, you see an entire arm uh, coming out of the stone, reaching to grab a nearby tree. Uh, a root system and and you see the tree begin to shake as if something very very heavy and powerful is pulling on it i feel like we made the right decision by running away i feel like that makes sense like i know we accepted a job but how does anyone else feel about just never coming back <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go to the town and we'll we'll, we'll take it from there um how long how far away is this town i mean if we start running now Frederick said it was a day's walk, and if we're we're going faster than a walk on a dire wolf, so I mean we're going at the speed of wolf, and it's so. night. It's night, so I imagine morningish, right? Yeah, yeah. You would you would probably arrive. You'd arrive by morning, not probably. You'll arrive by morning. Do you um? Can you give us a little like um ecosystem flavor? Like I don't actually know like what kind of uh, temperatures and terrain we're dealing with. I think he said it was like it was like there's like nothing grassy around. It's like it's all shit. You're you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with really rocky terrain at this point in time. As far as temperatures go, it's actually quite temperate. Um, the the um, I guess the the barony, the duchy, whatever it is that you guys are are uh, are in, is known for being particularly temperate at this time of year. It's sort of like a nice springtime night, you know. A little there's a little bit of bite on the air, but it's not terribly chill. Okay. 
But as you as you make your way as you make your way closer and closer to Rotswald, the rocky ground begins to give way to something slightly more um, uh, uh, rural. Um, like it's it becomes a little bit more wooded, a little bit more flat, more friendly for travelers, and and obviously a, a much easier place for nature to ply its trade. I assume we don't see any shrines of, of a religious nature along the way. No. Jess declared that she's going to run until she, until we get there, or she can't run anymore. And then I was curious if uh, which happens first, Johnny. Um. Oh, you you get there. Okay, so we're outside the town. The the like one of the one of the benefits of of um, um, Stone Root being such a, a an excellent uh, source of of stone and rock is that you find that the roads uh, around the area are actually remarkably well paved uh, and paths created well as long as you you don't vary off the road um, too much. It's actually a, a very easy travel, so Jess doesn't find too much trouble, uh, however incredibly taxing it is to run the entire way, with you two uh, sitting on her back. Anne's not tremendously heavy, um, but, uh, but you, you, you've managed to make the trip with no trouble whatsoever, and it's, it's, it's a pretty smooth ride, but... By the time you get there, the sun's been up for for maybe forty five minutes or an hour or something. You know, like you've you've had sunrise, um, but it is true that you are all incredibly tired, and some of you a little bloodier than others. Ronaldo, I want to sleep. I want a nap. Give me nap, nap, <laughs> nap, nap. Now, do do you need my permission? <laughs> Okay, are they actually getting off of me, or are they having yeah. this argument on top of me? <laughs> let's get off. This let's is, get off the don't wolf. ask me. I mean, this is like... <laughs> I, I said nothing. I didn't move, so I guess I'm still on top of the wolf. But now I get off the wolf. And repels down the wolf's tail. Okay, I transform back into me, and I look at Ronaldo, and I'm like, find us an inn, or so help me God, I will rip off your arm. Flavor text time. The pastoral countryside of Rotswald is a stark contrast to the dusty gray streets of Stoneroot. The peasantry bounce around their business in jovial routine. Warm contentment inhabits the faces of even the hardest-working field hands, and everybody seems to greet everybody else with a pleasant smile and well wishes, including you. No fortified gate stands at the entrance to the town, and you are unceremoniously admitted simply by stepping into it. It's been a long travel, especially considering how little sleep you got the night before, and you're weary. A town crier at a nearby corner is listing away the news and plans of the day outside of what appears to be the most friendly-looking town hall you've ever seen in your life. Okay, fine. All right, we go into the inn, and I say, and what I inn? have... Oh, God. We look around for an inn. <laughs> We look around for God, it. you are the worst All right. at this. You know, it strikes uh, you as really unusual, but as you wander around Rotswald, which is not a particularly large town and, and what seems to be mostly a farming community, you can't seem to see anything that, that, that identifies itself as an inn. I sleep on the ground. No, no, we can't sleep on the ground. It's I'm super gonna dangerous. look at I'm gonna look at Ronaldo and I'm gonna say, Listen, um, maybe we should ask somebody where we can sleep. I agree. A great, good center for activity in town would probably be a bar, so maybe we should look around for something like that. And scrambles up onto Ronaldo's back. Piggyback part two. That's fine. Ronaldo accepts this. Um, 
do we look around? Do we see anything remotely resembling a tavern, at least? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, in, a, in a weird twist of fate, um, the town hall actually has a sign out front that reads Town Hall and Tavern. Oh, well, let's go there. All right, we, we walk in. All right. Even though the weather outside is nothing less than agreeable, a warm fire blazes on the inside of the Rotswald Town Hall. Would you say that even though the weather outside is frightful, the fire inside is delightful? No, the, the weather's not frightful, though. I said it's nothing less than agreeable. <laughs> he just wanted you to say it. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful day out, is what I'm saying. I know. But they have a fire going. And you're like, that's weird. And turns the fire purple. Uh, strangely, though, the room isn't even a touch above uncomfortable temperature, though, and it makes you just want to take a seat. And okay. just as you're considering this, a portly man behind the bar that you've just noticed motions for you to do just that. He emits a friendly chuckle as he approaches you with an extended hand, introducing himself as Gillet, bartender, amateur philosopher, problem solver, devoted husband, and occasionally mayor. All right. Would you like some ale? I brew it myself. It's just the thing that you need after a long journey from, uh... Say, where are you folks from? All right, I, I hate to, like, retcon something, but I I, I, I... I sort of... We were talking about this earlier, but as soon as we walked into town, I want to say that I put on my, my Groucho uh, glasses that my disguise... Okay, that's, that's fair. So you've got your Groucho glasses on. Leon, from a lis- listening perspective, no one knows what you're talking about. You want to explain that you're donning a disguise? I should explain to the audience. Okay, um, my character uh, Ronaldo is uh, his. Uh, he has like this sub uh, sub section of being a charlatan, which means that he has a disguise, he has a fake ID, and like corroborating uh, and, and basically an alibi and references that say that uh, I am this other person, and it's useful uh, basically for getting around and uh, not incriminating myself. So I have my disguise on, and I reach out my hand and I shake his and I say. Hello, my name is Filet Mignon. This is my wife, Jane, and my, our daughter, Anne. Anne drools on your head. <laughs> okay, and uh, and I say, yes, we would like some ale. Welcome, welcome to Rotswald, Mr. Mignon. <laughs> Gillet, Gillet nods at you and then returns behind the bar and, and starts to pour um, two glasses. I lead over. I lead over to Ronaldo, and I go fillet. Really, this, it's bulletproof because the, no one speaks French in this fantasy right. world. Right. I, I swear it. to God, if there's that one dwarf that speaks French. <laughs> All right. Um. So Gillet Gillet finishes uh, um, pouring the ale, wipes off a little bit of spillage on the bar, and walks over to a table nearby you, sets it down, and and pulls up a stool to sit, and and motions for you to take chairs at the table. All right, I'm going to sit as far away from Ronaldo as possible. All right. So where where are you, fine folks from? Uh, I check my um my fake ID. Um, no, I, I, no, I, mean, I don't, I don't check my fake ID. I'm saying on my fake ID, it needs to say something besides what it, it should say. Um, oh, shit, I forgot. I, I didn't write out what's on my fake ID. I'm just making some of this up on the spot. So, um. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I, I should, I should mention too, because we never, we never actually covered this. Yeah. Uh, the town that you guys fled. Yeah. Um, because of the fire was called Thinmond. Oh, Thinmin, okay. okay. Thinmints? 
with a with a D. T H I N M O N D. Okay, Anne thinks she's from the town of Thin Mints. That's okay. that's not negotiable. Are you gonna? <laughs> so what is what is what is your what what does your identity say? What does your fake ID say? I take Ronaldo? I tell uh, Gillette I co- we come from Pottsylvania. <laughs> I've never heard of Pottsylvania. He says, "Is it nearby?" No, very far from here. We've traveled long and and wide. <laughs> we used to. Uh, we actually just helped the good people of Thinmund uh, with their fire. Yes. Such heroes that as we are. Oh God, Thinmund! Oh, I'd heard about them. Whole town went dry, burned to the ground in less than a day. They say. He stops for a second, and his expression goes dark and grim for what seems like just a heartbeat. And he says, mm, "I only hope the people have found a right, decent place to call home. And if you know any who still need some help, you can send them our way." We have plenty here in Rotswald, and there's no scarcity of work for good people put, willing to put their hands to it. I scratch my fake nose. Uh, Anne would probably ruin this at some point, but she's too tired. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's, let's, let's get to this. Uh, Ronaldo says, we were actually wondering about something. Um, would you happen to know the direction of the Pikmin Academy? What business would you have with the Pikmin Academy? Oh, Are you well, looking for a school to enroll young Anne in here? Yes. yes. Well, oh, yes. Frankly, she's in need of some uh, uh, steady discipline. Anne says, Hi, I'm Anne. <laughs> As you can Anne, well you could sleep on my lap, sweetheart. Come here. I hate to be the one who inform you, but the Pikmin Academy is a school for boys. Oh. Did, did no one tell you that? We must have misread the brochure. Well, we would still like to uh, meet with the head of the school just to see if they have some sort of exceptions, or at the very least, uh, to see if they know of any other schools that Anne might be accepted to. You know how these schools talk to each other. Would you happen to know the direction of it? Um, as mayor, I am actually charged by the Pikmin Academy to handle any business with the school itself. Um, Really? I just... She looks a bit young. Well, no, uh, she's malnourished. It's different. <laughs> wait, and she's a wait, girl. Wait. Uh, I, 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 I know, I know, but I'm so tired, and I just, I just, I just lose it. I burst out laughing because okay. I'm so freaking tired from all that running I just did. Oh my! Gillet, God. Gillet looks a little taken aback. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, we had a very rough journey. Um, we, I actually have a giant question for you. And, um... He looks at you expectantly. Still a little weirded out. Like, you guys are being really (laughs) fucking (laughs) off-putting. Okay, look. There's no bones about it. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drop the shenanigans. Um... We're here about the Lord of Stoneroot's son. Oh, you're from Stoneroot. No, we are not from Stoneroot. We just happened to be there, and then that happened, and now we're here, and we're wondering about his son. (laughs) (laughs) We are smooth as silk right now. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. So hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't even matter. You're here about Ulick, he says. Yes. 
What about him? Is he okay? As far as I know. Okay, good, because there's some rumors about the town of Stoneroot that he's not, based on information as well as our own eyes. Apparently there's some weird stuff going on around there. And uh, we wanted to know if you had anything, like, information about it. Uh, the boy was admitted to the academy about three months ago, I think. We haven't really seen him in town since, but that's not that uncommon. Usually the um, the intern attendants um, come to town to gather all supplies, but nobody's mentioned anything of an emergency up at the school. Okay. Is there any chance that we could go into the school and investigate this for ourselves, sir? Well, I'm, I'm sure I can set up a meeting with Lonigan, the headmaster. That would be that wonderful. Is, that is perfect. Thank you so much. Not, not a problem. Also, um, also, one more thing. Um, where is a place that we can stay? Because we did just travel a whole day worth of travel. Oh, you're looking for lodgings. That would yes. be great. Well, yes. We don't we don't get many visitors in Rotswald, so uh, we don't really have much use for an inn. But when strangers such as yourself come to town, uh, more than on one occasion, um, some of the townsfolk volunteer to put them up in uh, some of the houses for them. Salen, he calls into the back room. Salen, uh, a portly woman who looks as though uh, she's uh, employed as well at the bar. And by the way, she glances at the mayor with a certain amount of appreciation veiled by a layer of disgust. You make the assumption that Salen and Gillet are related somehow. Salen, Gillet says. At this point, Anne perks up her head and goes, Salen? No, We've got sweetie. three visitors here from Potsylvania? Yes. He says he looks at you with an inquisitive, as if he's wondering, an inquisitive expression, as though he's wondering whether or not he's pronounced it correctly. I, I nod, as if to say yes. Looking for some lodgings here. They've had a long journey. Do you think you might pop round to Robertson's and see if he might be uh, willing to put them up for the night? Salen grunts at him and nods in a not unagreeable way, but in a, oh, it's just another thing I have to do. I understand. So, um, Salen will go check with the, uh, with the Robertsons to see if they might be able to see to your, uh, um, your lodgings. But, uh, that, that might take a, a, a few moments. Um, did you want to sit here and wait? Have a, another glass of ale, perhaps? Or, um, shall I show you to the Pikmin Academy right away? Um, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get started with uh, Pikmin, to be honest. I have I have no spell slots, so if something goes down, I'm literally yeah. Worthless. I honestly need the rest, but just oh, because, shit. All right. like, yeah, we really need to rest more than we need to go right now. If that makes sense, All just right. because Anne has saved our ass a couple of times. Also, we haven't slept in two days. <laughs> That's true too. All right, fair enough. I, another strike of time. In that case, yeah. yeah we, I mean, we, I I would I would probably slap exhausted on you guys at this point in time. All right, let's um, do that then. Like as a as a status effect, I'm not sure what the word for it in. Uh... No, it's exhausted. It's exhausted. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So you'll you'll wait here for a while, then he says. Yes, absolutely. That would be great. Okay, certainly, certainly. Um, can I get you uh, any more ale or food? <laughs> food sounds amazing right now. 
Yeah. You got to remember, I I was just a wolf, and I just ran a long fucking way. I am hungry. All right. I mean, we have we have like trail rations and stuffs in our bag, so. But I am like real hungry, and I have real money, so I'm gonna use my real money to get some real damn food. All that's right. fake in the game. Yeah. I'll um I'll have the kitchen, um cook you up something. Gillett says, and and disappears out of the room for a minute, and you hear him uh, again rather jovially, um, uh, loudly express a need for service in the kitchen. Okay. Um. Uh. Do you have any um idea if any of us leveled up, Johnny? Off the top of your head. Mm, well, I mean, normally I do. Um, I do experience uh, at the end of a session. Yeah. Because I don't know if we're just gonna take a long rest. I'd want to get that health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so here's what I'm gonna do. I'll give you um I'll give you experience for the combat at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um but but not for the session because there've been a couple of uh, character moments that um that you've had that I've been I've been giving uh um pardon me experience points to here. All right. Um. So uh, from this combat, Jess, you got 200 experience. Yay! Leon, you got 200 experience. And Austin, you got 400 experience. All right, so yeah, I did level up. Uh, what's the level up for three? 900. Ah, I'm, a I'm not there it. yet. All right, yeah, get, getting there. So Gillet, Gillet comes back from the kitchen and just starts busying himself around the tavern and says, Pottsylvania, huh? Never heard of it. What's it like there? Cold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I just nod. I just nod like furiously, but making sure that my Groucho glasses don't fall off. Cold, huh? What um? What, Very what north. Brings you to these parts of town? Um. Well, we were. Uh, we had heard the. Um, we had heard about um, this area needing some help, so we decided to come down as a family. And I kind of look at. Ronaldo, like, oh my god, do I really have to do this right now? And I put I put my arm around Anne as she says. I mean, I'm around uh, Jane as she says that. And we decided to help out the area as best we could. That's why we're uh, checking on uh, Ulick, as it were. So you're missionaries, he says. That's just the kind of people we are, you know. Yes. Missionaries. Sure. For what faith? Oh shit! What's Anne's? Um, Avandra. Uh, yeah, Avandra. Avandra. Oh God, Avandra, so good. Not heard of Avandra, he says. Mostly a halfling thing, but uh, we're uh, humans over here. All of us humans, totally. Why are three humans following a halfling god? Uh, Avandra is also patron of travelers, uh, and a couple, oh. couple of their rando do, shit like well, luck. Do, do we... do we know that, or are we just? <laughs> I would, I would know that. Okay, well then, then, then Jane could. Yeah, I, I announced it. Remember when I was talking shit to those guys when we, before we murdered them? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't paying attention to that, that's the reason I know it. I, I don't know okay. it because I know like anything like religion related. I was actually fucking listening. Okay. You know, there is there is a religion check, right? Yes, I do know that. Uh, but, uh, no, what I was gonna say was, um, no, uh, Evandra is also, uh, you know, helps travelers, so since we travel, we pray to Evandra. Hmm, a lot of people traveling these days, what with all the disasters been going on. Disasters? 
Oh, yes. Um, you, you heard about Thinmond. Surely that can't have been the only fire that you heard about if you people came to this region to help. Well, that was the first that we heard of when we got here, but we haven't really had the time to look about for other problem areas. Perhaps you could fill us in. So, you not heard of the droughts? The other fires? No. Let's say we Let's say we don't. Maybe you the stillborn babies, he says? No. Oh. Not so much of that. Well, it just seems that lately the region's fallen under hard times. Not a lot of water, not some... Not very yieldful crops. Um, lots of illness, lots of death. Sad, really. Although, strangely enough, Rotswald hasn't really been affected by it that much. Still have plenty, plenty coming out our fields. and Plenty people who need the help, so... Hmm. I kind of share a look with Ronaldo and kind of hope that he gets my drift about maybe the mayor or the lord of Stoneroot may have something to do with this. I, I cock an eyebrow as if to say that's suspicious. Okay, I kind of like look at him as like, oh, thank God he's not like being gung ho about this. He's actually thinking, thank God. Um. Well, as soon as we uh, have our meeting with the headmaster, we would be more than happy to help out um, around, wouldn't we, Flamen? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, tried, I tried so hard to say that with. A... <laughs> I say. <laughs> That's just that's just my nickname for me, as we all know. My name is Filet. Uh, <laughs> I try to explain this. <laughs> lo, lo, my wife oh not my knowing God. what my name is to <laughs> Gillet, whose name I do remember. <laughs> you you Potsylvanians are a strange bunch, he says. Yes, yeah. yes, we are. But I like it. All right, good. I'm glad. Nothing suspicious about us at all. I scratch my fake mustache. Um, so, um, a, sh- a shriek uh, um, comes from the the other room. Not an alarmed shriek, but but one that just cuts through the air very cleanly, yelling, "Kill it!" And he says, "You'll excuse me a moment. Salin's probably back." And he walks back into where the kitchen was. I I look at Ronaldo and I go, "Okay." I kind of like say this whispering. Because by this point, I think that Anne is starting to fall asleep. Um, I don't know, Austin, are you starting to fall asleep? The, the implication, I believe, was that I was trying to sleep in your lap, and it, I've been mediocrely successful. Okay. Um, I kind of lean over without trying to jostle Anne too much, and I say to Ronaldo, Don't you think it's a little fishy that this is the only town that hasn't been affected when the Lord's son is here? And then I kind of, like, lean back. Yeah, something bad is going on here. I'm just not sure what yet. The door to the kitchen opens up, and um, what looks like a, a kitchen hand, a man in an apron with a very crude hand-fashioned um, eye patch, uh, sort of like, you know, comes forward, sets a big plate of food down on your table, and says very in a very quiet, whispery voice, don't go to the school. They're crafty lot, and they'll see you coming a mile away. And then he quickly rushes away back into the kitchen. I lean over to Ronaldo, and I'm going to be like, well, that wasn't ominous. 
look, I can't think on an empty stomach, and I start eating. Actually, before I start eating, I poke around it a little, worrying that it might be poisoned, but I have no idea how I would check that. There's a spell to check, but I don't have it prepared. Yes, and 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 it's mostly asleep. We're gonna have to just chance it. <laughs> is it there? Seriously, is is there a role for check? Like, can I smell something or something? Oh yeah, that'd be a perception check. Percept. All right, let me let me perception check just to make sure I don't like die before the twenty. Oh well, that sucked. <laughs> I perceive nothing. Uh, what you perceive is that it smells great. <laughs> oh god. Um, I, I, um, I say, I look at uh, Jay and I say, "Well, go ahead, take a bite." I take a bite. Yeah, it's great. Okay, all right. Let's it's eat. Po- I, I look at him and I go, "It's poisoned," and I keep eating. <laughs> I, 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 let's let's say I. I it's and, it's a really really good meal. You guys are actually surprised at 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 how tasty the food is. Like everything is just perfect. Like you you couldn't have asked for for a better meal. Um and as you're chowing down on it, Gillet walks back into the room and says, "Well, the Robertsons have uh, been uh, uh have decided that they're willing to put you up for the night if you like. We can head over there now and uh, when you're finished eating, of course. Is it is it all right? Yeah, that sounds Love great. It. Fantastic, fantastic. Um something to drink for the little one. Um some water perhaps. That would be great. Thank you. Of course, of course. And Gillet, you know, wanders around to uh, to a, a, a water barrel that he keeps and pulls a glass and you know polishes a little bit. And you can you can tell from his mannerisms that he's he's trying to make a good impression. And you know he's he's a he's a gentle fellow. You guys kind of like him. Like he's he's all right. Um, and he pours a ladle full of water into the glass, brings it over, and, and sets it down in front of the somewhat dozing Anne. <clears throat> I gotta say. The fact that um, no one in town can notice that Anne is not a child and is actually a completely different race isn't that like a little racist? It's like if I see a like a little person, I don't think that's a child. But we'll we'll just go with it. It's a small town, Leon, and uh... <laughs> she's also in loose fitting like cleric robes. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's not like ever, everyone's getting a great look at her body, and also she's like, a, she's basically your backpack while you're walking around. <laughs> All right. You also kind of get the impression that these, like the the people that you've spoken to, at the very least, are not tremendously suspicious people. Okay. Yeah, they seem very trusting, actually. The people, the the like, so far from most of the interactions that you've seen around town, and the people that 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 you've you've come across, and just even heard speaking to each other is that n- nobody seems to have uh, an ulterior motive. Everybody's pretty straightforward with one another. I don't trust people who aren't suspicious. So um, <laughs> we we uh, we we eat our I don't food. trust people that aren't suspicious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what what do you do? Who's asking? I like you. <laughs> well. Well, when, if we're, that we're, ain't a suspicious thing, I don't know what is. When we're uh, done eating, I guess we go to um, the Robertsons. 
Okay. Um, so, uh, so Gillet kind of like, you know, it can't decide quite between like fussing around about, you know, the remnants of your meal and the empty glasses and things like that and, and trying to like lead you out the door. So he sort of, you know, pointlessly sort of rebounds around a little bit uh, uh, and then <clears throat> finally decides that the most important thing is that for you guys to come and get your rest. So he, he goes to the front door of the town hall tavern and he opens it and he motions to you, come, 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 let's, we'll go, we'll go. And leads you out uh, into the streets that you'd been walking before, and still manages to retain like this rustic charm that you were initially hit with when it uh, when you first wandered into town. Um, he's very pridefully waving to constituents and mentioning that he has visitors, and you know, like and and pointing certain things out to you of where the mill is, and you know that this is where we grew the you know the the biggest yield of wheat crop in the in the, in the region last year, and you know, like very humble humble brags, but. You know, he's he's obviously very proud of, of the place, and he finally uh, comes to, a, a, you know, a slightly more sizable dwelling uh, uh, next to a farm field that he identifies as the, the Robertson plot, and uh, says that if we're lucky, you know, the, the cots that they're setting up should be um, in the uh, barn at this point in time. <clears throat> so they, they, they walk over to the barn where you hear, like, a little bit of noise of, you know, like, people arranging things, and uh, and he raps on the door of the barn, and the door opens up, and um, <clears throat> you're greeted by a, a family of four, um, which which looks like a, a, um, a husband and a wife of, of apparently middle age, and uh, a young boy and a young girl who are all fussing around making this particular area of the barn uh, work for... Uh, a dwelling. So there's there's some cots, and then they've set up a, a few tables, and there's a wash bin, and there's a basket with, with fruit and vegetables sitting in it, and uh, they... You know, they they glance at you very very candidly. There's there's a lot of friendliness in their eyes. Um, the father introduces himself as Earl Robertson, and uh, introduces his wife um, <clears throat> Beth, and the two children uh, Jack and uh, Kira. And uh, they say, you know, like, we're always happy to have visitors here. We just, we hope that you enjoy your stay. If you need directions, if you have need for, for water, refreshments, or any food or anything like that, please don't hesitate to, to knock on the door. Um, Earl says that he's going to be spending most of his time out in the field and that Jack will probably be helping him. But surely Beth and Kira might be able to look to any uh, uh, concerns that you might have about taking care of yourself. And everybody sort of like, you know, motion and say, we hope the accommodations are, are all right. You know, we don't have much here in Rotswald, but we try to do the best to share it when we can. So if 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 you would please take a rest, uh, you all look really fairly exhausted. That would be wonderful. I don't trust any of these people. They are going to kill us and eat us. But yeah, I don't say that out loud. I say thank you very much. And then uh, I guess we got to get some sleep. We really don't right. have to sleep more than we need to worry about people murdering us, apparently. Mm. Do you tuck me in? Yes. Yes. I like how we both said yes. <laughs> you said it like, you said like, sure, and I'm like, fine. All right. For, yeah. for, for uh, anyone who's keeping track, uh, when Anne leveled up to level three, I actually took that level in Ranger, which okay. is uh, a, a more of a martial class than the cleric. I'm doing this specifically because... Um, 
at level one, you get to pick a favored enemy. And after our embarrassing encounter with the undead in which I fled, I've chosen undead as my favorite enemy. So I get advantage on checks related to them. All right. When we sleep, do, do my uh, hit points go back to uh, what they normally are? You get full hit points and you get up to half of your hit die back. Okay. Um, one more thing. Uh, for uh, In addition to a favorite enemy, I get a favorite um, terrain. What would you say the terrain around um, Stone Root is? I mean, the list here is Arctic, Coast, Desert, Forest, Grassland, Mountain, Swamp, or the Underdark? Um, jeez. Um, I suppose I'd have to go with forest because while it's while it's really quite rocky, it's not mountainous. Okie dokie. So then I'll have uh, double proficiency on checks relating to forests, and that's basically what the hell is an underdark? That is the subterranean caverns that underpin the entire continent. Like there's yeah, that oh. that comes later. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll deal with that when it comes. Sorry. <laughs> the world of Dungeons and Dragons has like a surface world and an underground world. It's essentially like a dark reflection of it. Like there are evil elves called Drow instead of good elves on the surface. They're mind flayers, beholders. It, shit gets cray. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it's not a neighborhood you want to find yourself selling apples in. <laughs> okay. All right, so I guess we sleep, and uh, it's morning. Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Oh, not there's yet. something happening. Not yet. Right. Uh, Jess. To murder us. <laughs> no, 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 no. If I'm gonna murder you guys, I'm gonna do it to your face. Well, okay. That's nice. Thank you. Uh, Jess, as you're going to sleep, you're really disappointed in yourself because you've lied about where you're from, considering that your ideal is honesty is the best policy unless money is involved. Well, technically, we are getting money for this. Yeah, we're doing this for money. This is a we reward. Are doing, so. We are doing it for money, because remember, she did offer to pay us. And also, she went out of her way to tell the truth in that conversation, even though she destroyed Ronaldo's entire opening gambit. <laughs> I, I, no, but that's what I mean, is that you're, you're wrestling with it, morally. You don't feel like you've necessarily done the right thing, and you feel a little bit guilty about it, especially okay. considering how nice these people have been to you. Yeah. But you all do wind up finally getting get to sleep. And have nightmares! Oh, great. <laughs> do I have to roll for nightmares? Or, <laughs> are you, or are you just going to do explain? I'm just I'm just explaining some nightmares here. Okay. So Anne, uh, Teddy announces to you that it's leaving the Avandran faith, badmouths your devotion, and accuses you of being a charlatan. Wait, my teddy bear is it normal teddy bear sized? Yeah. It's not like a giant teddy bear looming over me. It's just talking. Nope. Oh no. Just a regular sized teddy bear, <laughs> and it's it lays into you. It tells you that you're a fake, that you're a charlatan, that you never deserve to join the cloth in the first place, that you're a traitor. And while hurt by all of these, uh, 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 by this diatribe, what paralyzes you in fear entirely is the methodical, gentle efforts it's making to peel back its soft padding on its paws to reveal crushed and mangled human hands that bleed from where the fingernails have been violently smashed. Comedy podcast! (laughs) Jane. Yes? Giant waves of stone crash down upon the earth in the distance. And as each wave comes down, the land slowly turns from appearing to be dotted by stone to simply becoming it. 
Trees and animals alike are carried up by colossal rock waves and are battered into collapsed and terrible messes against the land as the breaking waves move closer and closer to you. Ronaldo, the only thing you remember from your nightmare is being strapped to a table, naked, in the only tiny lit portion of a pitch-dark and foul-smelling room. Beyond the edge of the light, you hear only the sound of a knife being sharpened. Can I can I roll to realize I'm dreaming and have a lucid dream, or is this like an unskippable cutscene? That's <laughs> that's it. You just have a nightmare. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Ronaldo exerts his massive force of will to to wrest the nightmare away from Freddy Krueger. Well, some some people lucid dream, and I just wanted to see, but that's fine. That's fine. We we got the cutscene. Um. All right. We, the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. If I can't do anything, but that's okay. I, I we'll have to figure out what all this means. Each of you awakes in the morning, uh, having slept an entire day as well. Uneasy. And turns Teddy away to face the face away from her, so she doesn't have to look at it. Oh. And of course, like needless to say, needless to say, none of you know about uh, uh, you know what nightmare your counterparts have had. So yeah, like I look over at Anna, and I don't understand what's going on, but I decide not to ask. I uh, I actually get out of bed and uh, go downstairs to find uh, Beth, the wife. Um, you're you're in the barn. There's 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 no downstairs. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I'm going to go find Beth, no matter what. Okay. So wherever I have to go to go find her. All right, where do you want to start? I guess their house. Okay. Never split the party. I follow her. <laughs> I follow. I follow. It's not like I have anything to do here, so I just... All right. Uh, you approach the farmhouse. I also motion for Anne to hurry up. I knock on the door. Um, Kira comes to the door and opens it and says, Yes, may I help? Where's your mom? I'm in the kitchen. Mom! She yells. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoken like a small child, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beth rushes out into the front room, uh, kind of wiping her hands on an apron, uh, and asks, You guys were uh, asleep for pretty much an entire day. Are you feeling all right? We just had a very long journey. Look, I have to... Uh, I'm sorry that... Two days ago happened. Um, I just wanted to let you know that uh, Flamignon's name is not Flamignon. It's actually Ronaldo, and a bunch of things have been happening to us, and I feel really bad about lying to you and your husband and your children and your tavern owner slash mayor. And um, whatever else I may have done, I apologize profusely. I, I I I interject and I say, this does not reflect me at all. I just want you to know that, uh, Beth. And not I don't mean that she's lying. I just mean I don't feel bad about it. And then I go to find Anne. A- Anne catches up. She's like, Ronaldo, you know my feet are little. I take off my grouchy uh, mask because obviously this shit is over. <laughs> so. And I also look at Beth and I say, and also I'm not married to Ronaldo. We are just... She wishes... <laughs> I, I I go to punch him. Okay. I literally go to punch him. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Wait. Roll, are we roll for attack. Oh my god. 
I'm going to punch you because all right, that's I am not okay with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your AC, Leon? It's better I'm than sure six. It's higher it's, than six. <laughs> armor class is sixteen. Okay. All right. So, Jess, you go to what? What kind of armor are you are you wearing, Leon? Is it chain? I yeah yeah. Hold on, let me double check. But I think it is. Um, I'm almost positive. Chainmail. Yeah. All right. So, Jess, you go and you you punch um, Ronaldo. You you go to punch Ronaldo, um, but he's just kind of like your angle is wrong, and you okay. sort of like. You you nick your knuckles on the chainmail. It doesn't really do any damage, but you're just kind of like, "Fucking son of a bitch." Okay. And I, I say no one. I say no one can kill Ronaldo. <laughs> I, t- I I turn to Beth and I say, "So to reiterate, I apologize, <laughs> and I apologize profusely for Ronaldo, and I apologize for any harm that we may have caused to you, your husband, or your children by lying." I back no, off no, a little. No, not at all, Beth says. Your names don't matter. You're travelers in trouble. These are trying times, and we all need to do our best to try and take care of each other. So, can I make you some breakfast, she says. Oh my that, god, I don't trust them at all. They are way would, too forgiving. <laughs> they are, that would be wonderful, and also anything you could tell us about what's been going on around here um, in relation to the Pikmin Academy, or to Stoneroot or any of the other things that the tavern owner told us about the drought would be most Yes, helpful. yes, yes. Come in. Come into the kitchen. Come in. Everybody, please. Uh, uh, make yourselves at ease. Take a break. I hate you so much. <laughs> you are the freaking worst. <laughs> I, I caught it that time. Yeah, no, I understood now. Because uh, I knew what I was looking for. Next time on Dice Funk. Um, after careful examination of the documents, you guys discover that your stocks in Apple Computing have actually gone down. Well, somebody actually killed Ronaldo. <laughs> Perfect. Reach in and pull, but gently. In the name of the moon, I'll punish you. <laughs> <laughs> As always, our theme song is the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Dice Funk's executive producers for October are Alicia, Jason, Joseph Timbrello, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jorit, Michael Goodell, Viger Arnston, Chris Hargadon, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. We appreciate all your support, although you are now accessories to these word crimes.